Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Do you know a student getting ready to go to college? Or are you looking at going back to school yourself? The Woodward Hines Education Foundation and the Get to College program help more Mississippians get to and through college to get certificates and degrees that lead to meaningful employment. They offer free college planning advice, including hands-on FAFSA completion assistance through in-person or virtual appointments. Visit gettocollege.org to learn more. Hi, this is Karen Brown. Thanks for checking out the Mississippi Edition podcast. If you like what you hear, click subscribe, hit like, or leave us a comment if your app has that feature. Then find other MPB podcasts by searching MPB Think Radio on your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Wednesday, November 6th. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, the results are in, and for the first time, Republicans will control every statewide elected office in Mississippi. We'll hear from the incoming governor, Tate Reeves, and his opponent, Attorney General Jim Hood. And after a Southern Remedy Health Minute, the incoming lieutenant governor, Delbert Hoseman. And hear from Lynn Fitch, the first woman who will serve as state attorney general. That's all coming up on our 2019 statewide election wrap-up show. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. For the first time, all statewide elective offices in Mississippi will be controlled by Republicans. By a percentage vote of 52 to 46, Lieutenant Governor Tate Reeves defeated Attorney General Jim Hood to become the governor-elect of Mississippi. As AG, Hood had been the last remaining Democrat to hold statewide office. During his acceptance speech, the Republican Reeves talked about his victory, often striking a more conciliatory tone than during the campaign. It has been a long road. But it has been a good road. And I want you to know that I understand that this victory does not belong to me. This victory belongs to you. You got us through the primary. You got us through the runoff. And you got us through the toughest general election in the last 28 years in Mississippi. A few moments ago, I spoke to Attorney General Jim Hood and I accepted his congratulations. You might not have heard, but General Hood and I, we disagree on a couple of things. (laughs) But I will tell you this, I have always admired his commitment to serve in public office, foregoing what would have otherwise been a lucrative career in private practice. I know what it means to raise young kids while in public office. It's a challenge, and I respect his willingness to do so. So tonight, 
I want to ask all of you to join me in giving Jim and Debbie Hood a round of applause for their service. Now, this is the 12th time I have woke up on a Tuesday morning and put my fate in the hands of the good Lord and the voters of Mississippi. The Lord always gets it right. And I think the people of Mississippi usually get it right too. Now I'll leave others to decide if it worked out right this time, but I can promise you this, I will try to learn, I will try to get better, I will try to make decisions without fear. And I will try to do what is right for the future of Mississippi. And I mean all the people of Mississippi. Now, we all know that campaigns are necessarily tough. Battles in the legislature can be tough. But we only have one governor. And that one governor must serve one people. And that means all the people of Mississippi. Our state is in excellent financial shape. We have made tough financial decisions to get us here. Those decisions were not always popular. But the right thing often is not popular. Now that our rainy day fund is full and our tax rates are lower and our economy is booming, we have the opportunity to make even further investments, both in our people, in our teachers, and in our people and our students across our great state. And that is exactly what I'll do. Republican Tate Reeves will be the next governor of Mississippi. Attorney General Jim Hood spoke to his supporters earlier in the evening. He says there are some parts of private life he's looking forward to. Looks like uh, uh, the next governor will be Tate Reeves. I just called Tate and congratulated him on a, on a good race. And I've told him I'll be praying for uh, him and his administration. And I intend to work with them in the transition. You know, as, as I was telling my, my pastor, Brother Daniel, here a, a minute ago, the good Lord's allowed me to serve the people of the state of Mississippi for 24 years. And it has been a good run. I guess it was not his will that, that we continue on as governor. I can tell you it will be a relief not having the stress of, of, of a politi holding political office for all these years. It won't be as big a stress on my family. And uh, hopefully I can make a decent living doing something. But I can tell you this, I'm going to do a lot of hunting. That's one of my main <laughs> objectives here. You know, I've been blessed with a praying wife uh, for about an hour every morning. Sometimes I don't get breakfast, but uh, Debbie has prayed for a heathen like me for all these years and uh, kept the, the good Lord's protected me uh, through all of this. You know, uh, a, a young man a minute ago thanked me for giving us hope. I mean, we had hope in this race that we could do some things in education, health care, and roads. Um, That battle's not over. You know, you teachers that have got out and fought for me, we're going to have to continue with those legislators who have been elected to push them toward teacher pay. Thank you. 
You know, I, the one the bright spot in this race was I, I saw a lot of uh, people in the middle that are we're seeing so much craziness going on in Washington that the people in the middle, Republicans and Democrats, were coming together. And I think hopefully that trend will continue. It may be the blessing out of all we're seeing in Washington will be that we, we start recognizing that we're, we're all human and we have opinions and all this partisanship, you know, is, is um, something that is hopefully will change. It has uh, gotten to such an extent that people that you know and go to church with don't vote for you. You know, and that is that is um, uh, something's wrong with that. I think we need to get back to a, a time when we were more cordial toward one another in our uh, political affairs. Um, I want to congratulate all those members of the legislature, legislature that have gone back in. Uh, I intend to work with them as, uh, through, through the rest of this year as Attorney General because I want to make sure that we do protect many of those that, with mental health issues and that litigation is something we've got to fix and health care expansion is the only way for us to pay for that. You know, it, 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 I was thinking about, I think about it a lot. You know, I will never be able for the rest of my life if I spend every day to be able to personally thank everybody that did something for me. So the best I can do is just to say to all you watching on TV and all of you here tonight and all of you that have helped me uh, through all my years, including my teachers back to high school. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Democratic Attorney General Jim Hood. Austin Barber and Brandon Jones offered analysis as the numbers were coming in. Austin is a Republican national strategist and founding partner of the Clearwater Group. Brandon is an attorney and a former Democratic member of the Mississippi House of Representatives. After all the races had finally been called, the two had a chance to reflect on what it means for the state. Austin Barber starts us off. It's a big night for Tate Reeves, his family. He and his wife, Ely, have young children. It's very difficult situations. Campaigns are on young kids and also on his staff. They're going to win this by a much larger margin than any of the pundits predicted. Um, and, and that's a big night, and, and Tate deserves uh, much congratulations on a hard-fought victory and, um, and, and a well, just very well-deserved and comfortable margin at the end of the night. Brandon, did this come down to turnout? That there wasn't the turnout that Jim Hood needed? It always does. I mean, it always comes down to who shows up to vote and who their preferred candidate is. And, and tonight that was Tate Reeves. What you just heard from Jim Hood is a really good encapsulation of what this race was for him. You heard him reference his family, his wife, his children, his sister, who, by the way, this very much was a family affair, who has been with him every step of the way and served as a, a very important piece of that team. Uh, Michael Rezabian, campaign manager, and Ben Herring deserve a lot of credit for the work they did. That whole team does. Um, but Austin's right. Ultimately, we're going to have about a 10-point difference, which is a, a lot different than what we had thought coming into the night. We thought it would be closer. But one thing that Democrats can, I think, take some hope from in this campaign is that what Jim Hood set out to do was to make the conversation about public schools to make the conversation about roads and bridges, and to make the conversation about health care. And you heard him tonight touch on those things. You even heard him make a strong, full-throated appeal for Medicaid expansion, which he continues to say is an important issue, and I think many Mississippians agree with him on that. And what you heard through the course of this campaign, when it wasn't about who loved Donald Trump the most, the issues that came to the fore were those three issues, the issues that Jim Hood wanted to make the campaign about. So he and his team were effective. The Democratic Party was effective in putting those issues at the foreground. And look, those continue to be big issues. We're talking a lot about politics tonight, but U.S. News and World Report has just re 
just reported out that Mississippi is still rated 50th in health care. We're still rated 46th in education. We're still rated 44th in infrastructure. And so those issues, after the confetti has fallen, after the speeches have been given, as a state, we're going to have to give a sober look at those quality of life issues because Mississippi still has a lot of ground to make up. Austin, when Tate Reeves becomes governor of Mississippi and he walks into his office on the first day, what's the top thing on his desk? Oh, that's a great question. Um, he's got to go and sit down with uh, with Delbert Hoseman, and he's got to sit down with Philip Gunn, who he's worked with for eight years, and figure out the best way to work with them to go get big things done. I think Tate Reeves has gotten a lot of big things done, particularly on education, and that's that's why he ended up one of the big reasons of why he ended up winning this race. But they got to get more things done to address the issues um, that, that, that many of the issues that Brandon talked about. It has to be noted for the first time in history, all of the statewide offices are held by Republicans now. It's unreal. Jim Hood was the Attorney General, the lone Democrat, and we join we not. join most other southeastern states in that distinction. And and you know this is this has been one of the challenges. We, I guess I guess at, at different times they were there and we were not. And now Louisiana has a governor, but yeah, look, Republicans are feeling themselves in the southeast, and Democrats recognize they have a challenge. And that's why, you know, wins like Kentucky and Virginia are pretty noticeable because you see how hard it is. Yeah, and I just think i got to make this point one more time. So many people were thinking, if Tate Reeves wins, he may only get 48 49 percent. It's going to go to the House. There were all these different scenarios. He really beat the odds tonight. He really uh, fooled a lot of people who thought that he was going to underperform in places like at Rankin County, his own home county. And to win by 8 to 10 points, that is a huge statement that he made tonight that so many people just did not see. So, again, congratulations to, to Tate Reeves and Ely and, their, and, and the whole Reeves family and all of his staff on a well-deserved night. I know this is uh, armchair quarterbacking in a sense, but how much was the president's visit part of Tate Reeves' win? How much were his policies part of his win. You would have a hard time, Karen. I think even the most adamant Donald Trump supporter would have a hard time articulating his policies. So let me talk about the just the personal kind of thing, the personal attraction. It's a point of objective fact that President Trump is a popular figure in Mississippi. And so he he is in some ways polarizing. He is in some ways motivational to Democratic voters who are very much motivated by wanting to see him out of office. But he absolutely animates the base for Republican Party voters. And as we've talked about throughout the night, Republican Party voters are by and large, and this race proves it out, straight party ticket voters. I mean, they are going to vote for a Republican. I mean, the types of things that a Republican would have to do to not get voted for are really, at this point, unfathomable. We'll have to revisit that question for the later episode. But whenever Donald Trump comes to town and says, these are my people, I want you to vote for them, it's pretty clear that has a very big impact on this race, and it seems to have moved folks. Austin Barber and Brandon Jones during our election night live coverage last night. Coming up, the incoming Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman, and hear from Lynn Fitch, the first woman who will serve as State Attorney General. That's after a Southern Remedy Health Minute. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. This is MPB Think Radio. Mississippi is our mission. I'm
I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Pediatrics and Internal Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center, and this is a Southern Remedy Health Minute. I'm 72 years old, and I've never had a trace of OCD behavior. But starting about three years ago, I would find myself counting, not meaningful counting and not out loud. It was just like going on in my brain. And then I would become aware of it. Like I'm uh, walking outside and I'm counting one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Uh, Or I'm putting ice cubes in a glass and I'm counting how many cubes I put in mentally. Actually, that is a common behavior that some people have. And even if you're, you know, it is a little unusual to go your whole life and not have any problems until around that time. But it it can go along with obsessive-compulsive type behaviors. It can also be associated with other things. A lot of people have concomitant depression or anxiety that's overlaying that. Sometimes it can be triggered by something that happened. Sometimes it doesn't. It can be sort of a generalized anxiety uh, symptom. I, I do think probably by what you told me that this can be treatable. I would start off with a psychologist. They'll probably delve into like exactly what you're thinking and when it occurs. They may be able to give you some tools so it's not as intrusive. That's the part where, you know, all of us do sort of things like that. But uh, it's when it becomes intrusive with the normal daily activities. So there are some medications that you can take that help with this. But honestly, I would start with just a psychologist who's trained in this area to see if there's some things that they can do to help you out. For more health tips and medical information, listen to Southern Remedy each weekday morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Secretary of State Delbert Hoseman will have a new role in the new year. The Republican has been elected Mississippi's next lieutenant governor, defeating House Democrat Jay Hughes. The lieutenant governor presides over the activities of the state Senate, guiding legislation and appointing committee leaders and members. Through the years, many have remarked that the lieutenant governor could actually be the most powerful person in Mississippi government. Hoseman addressed his supporters last night. Well, I applied for the job of lieutenant governor. And, and tonight looks like you hired me. And I'm ready to go to work. Yes is right. We, um, I think y'all looked at my resume. Mac talked about it just a minute ago. We've, uh, we raised a billion dollars for school kids. Really proud of that. Had a constitutional voter ID. Really proud of that. We redid all the business level. Really proud of all of that. And the autism Mac mentioned. We're really proud of all of that. And so after we did all of that, y'all decided, well, what the heck, we'll let him run state government, too. (laughs) And if you like the way the employees of the Secretary of State and I ran the Secretary of State's office, you're going to love the way we run state government. (laughs) So I want to spend just a second talking about where we're going here. Um, Going forward, you're going to see the the state explore a lot of things in health care and others. And we, we got to realize we have to make healthy decisions ourselves in Mississippi, and we still have to provide coverage and, and, and accessible, affordable health care. we got to maintain our state roads, and I want to give our counties the ability to do that. The, the state roads, the county roads, most of the, most of the deficits we've got are in the counties, and we need to have the boards of supervisors and the mayors have the economic money that they need to fix those roads and bridges for us to get our, our stuff to work and our, and our business and, and, uh, to do well. Uh, we're going to fund pre-K in Mississippi. They're 9,000. 
We're going to raise teachers' salaries. We're going to give them the respect that they deserve. Uh, they deserve so much for what we do every day. We realize that career technical is the biggest thing we've got going in Mississippi. Our, our, our future uh, workers and our future employers and the people that will run our businesses, that career tech is, is critical. I want to talk, I want to say just a second, we'll close here, and, and I want to introduce you to the team. Um, as you probably figure, the kids all say Mark is our, uh, you know, our kid that does all the speaking for us. You know, you can tell he's really good. So he wrote me a note. One of the things he said that, uh, that I thought was, uh, I'm a big Thomas Jefferson fan, and he said, he quoted, the care of human life and happiness is the first and only object of good government. And I had a similar one that I, I wrote down tonight, and I want to tell you that about where we're going. Elijah Cummings actually was quoted with this. Our children are our living message to the future we will never see. Our children are our living message to the future we will never see. And Mark was right about this. I want this message to be one of growth and prosperity. I want the message to be one of caring and culture. I want it to be one of prosperity and, uh, and, and optimism. And I want the future to be a message of respect and reverence. So rest up tonight, Mississippi, because tomorrow morning we're going to start on the job. Secretary of State Delbert Hoseman will be the next lieutenant governor of Mississippi. The Republican sweep of, the, of every statewide office in Mississippi was not the only history being made in yesterday's elections. For the first time, a woman will become the state attorney general. The current state treasurer, Lynn Fitch, defeated civil rights attorney and military veteran Jennifer Riley Collins. Speaking to supporters, Fitch says she stands on the shoulders of other women in Mississippi politics, like Evelyn Gandy, the former lieutenant governor. It's just, it's just overwhelming. It's just, I just can't believe it's actually happening. And it's happened because of all of us and, and the group effort to make that happen. But, you know, I have to say, and, and Judge Heron mentioned, um, many years ago when I was a young lawyer, um, Judge uh, uh, Governor Evelyn Gandy paved the way for many of us women. And she set the course and she allowed us and she said, believe in yourself and you can do whatever you choose to do. I'm pretty sure she's looking down from heaven now and been very excited that this day has come. But, you know, it, it also signifies in history that um, this is a positive motivation for all women, young women, every woman across our state to think about, you know, stepping into the political arena, being a, a part of the next step of the great state of Mississippi and serving in whatever capacity. And I will always be so gracious that, that Governor Gandy uh, believed in us and, and really motivated us and, and inspired us to take that next step. Um, and it's just been a wonderful, wonderful journey. And as Judge Heron and as Kurt said, you know, we ran a very positive campaign. And that's important. <laughs> that speaks to the character of who we are and the integrity of this state and what we believe in and how we see the future of Mississippi moving forward with integrity and honesty and people that will trust the work that goes on in the Attorney General's office. So know that, as always, I will continue to be a positive leader for a positive future of a great state of Mississippi. 
Attorney General-elect Lynn Fitch. And you can see all of the results from yesterday's elections, including the legislative races, on our website, mpbonline.org slash election. Again, that's mpbonline.org slash election. Thanks for listening to the Mississippi Edition podcast from MPB News and MPB Think Radio. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And if your app lets you, leave a comment or review. We really do appreciate it. Remember, you can always get in touch with MPB News on Facebook and Twitter. And fresh episodes of the podcast are posted every weekday morning. I'm Karen Brown. Thanks for listening. This is Mississippi Edition from MPB Think Radio.